when the replay official did not stop I, the game. I'm not going to comment on that. I'll get fined for the rest of my life if I get commented on that. We had a great belief in our locker room. We didn't have to do anything special, just be us. I was so proud of this team. We had so much fun, it ought to be illegal. Coach Carousel talk, is that something you just ignore? Yeah, yeah, you, you ignore because one week you're getting fired and the next week you're going to take another job, and I'm worried about the darn SEC West Championship. And So, yes, to answer your question. Our purpose is to win, make no mistake about it, but it's to win the right way. And our goal, our stated goal, is going to be to win the Sun Belt, uh, sorry, to win the SEC East. That's iron sharpening iron. That's the way this thing's got to work, man. We got to know and understand that it's got to be about competition. Talk about the reception you received from the fan, fan base. Did you ever think you'd be kissing and hugging babies at the tarmac when you got the point? Um, a lot better than another tarmac experience that I had. <laughs> I didn't think of that. It was like, <laughs> like an anniversary or something like that. We're coming. We're coming, and we ain't backing down. It's time for Carolina football. So get the fuck out of your seats. Spurs up. Welcome in to the latest episode of That SEC Podcast presented by MyBookie. I'm your host, Michael Breton. Go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, I got off the trails. I know you did, too. <laughs> my legs are hurting, but my voice is fine, so I'm ready to pick some games, man. I'm getting, this is this is going to be one heck of a weekend here in the SEC. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm feeling great, brother. Uh, like I said, like you said, uh, did a little walking today in the Great Smoky Mountains. I'm, I'm feeling juiced. Uh, but I'm sure after this podcast, I'm probably going to go to bed because I am also exhausted and we can get closer to football. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm ready, man. I got my picks locked and loaded. So, uh, I'm ready to make some money, Mike. Well, let's not mess around, Shane. We got reviews. We got picks. Let's just get to it, baby. Are you ready to pick some games? <laughs> let's do it. Gambling. Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, I'm picking Toledo to win outright. I can't kick your ass, me. heard you say that. <laughs> that, that well, he kicked my ass regardless. <laughs> exactly. They're going to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch it. Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening, brother. Yeah, orange and blue, waving forever. Forever pride, old Florida. May she droop. Joking here. I, I forgot to hit record, so you got to do that again. Are you shitting me? No, I'm recording it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got to start with the early games. That's how we typically do it. Now we're going to hold off on the Georgia-Auburn game. We're going to pick that one last. We got a little hype video for that one. So the rest of these games, we're going to go in order of the kickoffs like we always do. So let's start with the noon ESPN game, South Carolina at Florida. This is going to be right after college game day. The Gators, according to mybookie.ag, favored by 17 and a half points. Who do you like in this matchup, Shane? Mike. You know what? I don't like those numbers, and I'm going to tell you why. This is two teams that find a way, no matter no matter what's on that roster, they find a way to play each other close. Mm-hmm. And I think I think South Carolina is fighting with a chip on their shoulder. They were not happy with the performance they put out last week. I think they come out firing all, on all cylinders. I think you catch Florida just thinking they're going to steamroll these guys yet again. And I think this thing goes into the fourth quarter, and I just think it comes down to coaching. And I think I think Dan's a better coach right now. So I got Florida winning the game, but not covering the spread. Florida winning thirty-one, South Carolina twenty-one. Ooh, ten-point game. I like that. Yeah. So a lot of what you just said, I agree with. And obviously, last week Florida was my lock of the week. They came through for me, but during that game. I mean, they made Matt Corral look really, really good. You know, if not for 
Now, we got to credit some of these Gators, but if not for some some key plays made by that defensive line, I'm thinking of uh, freshman Gervin with his interception there uh, in the red zone, plays like that. I mean, Ole Miss may have been in that ball game. So I'm a little bit worried here about Florida's defense. Obviously not worried about the offense. Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, and all those receivers, they look outstanding. Uh, last week against Tennessee, South Carolina looked just against the uh, the Volunteers passing attack. That had more to do with Jarrett Garantano being off target more than anything, in my opinion. But the Gamecocks are getting back. Israel, Mukwamu, he didn't get to really play against Tennessee, so I think that's going to help him. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's kind of like you're saying. I mean, there's this is kind of such a big mismatch. But I think everyone's kind of fallen in love with the Gators. They're a little late to the party here. Mm-hmm. And what they did against Ole Miss, I think that was more of a reflection of just how poor Ole Miss defense is. And until Florida's defense comes around, I'm going to give Colin Hill and the Gamecocks some credit here because I thought he looked pretty sharp. So South Carolina's going to score on Florida, I, I really do think. But in the end, the Gators win this thing. And I think they win it pretty comfortably. I'm going Florida 38, South Carolina 23. So I still like the Gamecocks to cover just like you, but uh, by a very, very slim margin there. Okay. All right, Shane, how about this one? I know you're excited to talk about this one. Also at noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central on the SEC Network, Missouri at Tennessee. Tennessee, according to my bookie, as we're doing this, is a 12-and-a-half point favorite. This thing shot all over it. Was 13 and a half, I think. It was down to 10. Now it's 12 and a half. Who do you like in this matchup, Missouri at Tennessee? Well, don't let Vegas fool you guys because I'm going to tell you, this thing's going to come down to the damn wire, just like every Tennessee game. So uh, I, I think Tennessee, I think they work some kinks out, but I also think they play a little conservative ball here against Mizzou. Uh, and Mizzou shows that they have a pretty good defense. They were able to slow Alabama down their second half last week. Uh, they showed that they can be productive there on offense, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. I do think it's going to be a really tight ball game. We're going to be sitting there again late in the fourth quarter and, and saying, oh, man, Tennessee's about to drop another one, but they're going to find a way. Something that they've been able to do the last, what, 10 games, Mike, is find a way to win. What's this? What's the current streak? Seven in a row, but uh, eight out of nine, too. So okay. you're, you're almost yeah. there. It, sh- yeah. it would have been more if uh, Garantano didn't fumble against Alabama on the goal line. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this one, I got Mizzou covering the spread, but I got Tennessee winning 28-24. This thing's going to come down Ooh. on the wire, Mike. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page with you. I hate to uh, repeat all your picks here, but, uh, you know, I kind of hinted at uh, where I was leaning on this one, I think, on the last podcast when we were talking about Missouri and how they match up against Tennessee, having a just played Alabama, which runs the same defensive system. And in that second half, I know Missouri was down big, and I'm already starting to see the detractors. They won the second half against Alabama, and fans are saying, well, hell, they did it against the backups. Well, that's how you know these people make damn comments. They don't even watch a game because Alabama left their entire start and secondary. They were on the field for the entire game. So I don't know what in the hell you're talking about, Missouri, you know, winning the day against backups. It was against key players for Alabama. So now... It may not translate necessarily, but Sean Robinson really started to heat up. I think they need to kind of go away from this two-quarterback system at Missouri because, Mm -hmm. you know, just basing it off – I mean, I'm just purely going off last week because that's all we got to go off of. But Sean Robinson looked like, you know, the guy that should be getting the vast majority of uh, the reps under center. And and he he did, but – Just the momentum he had against Alabama, I think they can carry that over to Tennessee. We've already talked about Sean Schamberger. Sounds like he's going to be gone for another week. And we saw what Shai Smith was able to do in the slot against Tennessee's secondary. So we may have some issues there. Uh, But at the end of the day, Tennessee offense versus the Missouri defense, I think that's while Missouri's defense is pretty solid, I think that's still a, an advantage Tennessee if they stick to the ground game. And now they got Cade Mays in the lineup. I think that's obviously going to give them a boost. Uh, I think maybe they 
went away from the passing game a little too much against South Carolina. They committed to it in the second half, and that uh, that led to the victory last week. So if Tennessee does that again, I think it's much the same. So I'm right there with you, Shane. I think Tennessee wins this one, but would not shock me at all if Missouri wins this game. So I'm yeah. going Tennessee 27, Missouri 20. Nice. Okay, wait, wait. Say that again one more time. Tennessee 27, Missouri 20. Yeah. So I got Missouri covering, but Tennessee winning by a touchdown. Okay. Yeah. I mean, can't mess around. Either team, it's going to come down to who makes the most mistakes, I think, in this ball game. So if Tennessee plays like they did last week, it could be them. But I I think they get it right this week. And not to mention – you got that offensive line. They're they're what they want to, man, is they want to run downhill and downhill fast with these big hogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just seems to me now maybe, like I said, maybe I put too much stock in a week one, but that's literally all we got to go off here. Mm-hmm. It just seems like Tennessee is still a work in progress, right. and they're good enough to beat teams like South Carolina. I think they're good enough to beat Missouri in that stage, but this is basically the last week of that because we we got they got Georgia next the following week, so. Uh, you kind of you don't want to call this a preseason game. Like I said, Missouri could would not be surprised at all if they outright win this game. But uh, this is the last opportunity Tennessee has kind of got to to mess around before they, you know, before it costs them. Yeah. All right, the CBS game, Shane, three thirty Eastern, two thirty Central, Texas A and M at Alabama, Crimson Tide, an eighteen point favorite. Who do you like <laughs> in this matchup? Mike, I think this game looked a lot better on paper a few weeks ago. <laughs> you know, I, just, <laughs> uh, I, I I hate it for the Aggies, but um, I just I've got to see it, man. I, I'm in the wait and see it crowd. You know what I saw last week against Vanderbilt was just downright embarrassing. I got to see Jimbo win a big game, Mike. Uh, he, he hasn't done it since he's been down there. And uh, this is the biggest game. I mean, you think about it last year, it wasn't even a contest. It was. We thought that was going to be a ball game. And next thing you know, it's a 40-point blowout. So I, I, I just, I've got to see it from him first. And I'm just not ready to pull the trigger. A&M has talent. A&M can go toe-to-toe with Alabama. But I just don't think they're ready. I, I, I really don't. I, I just, I think this is maybe five, six weeks, maybe. They, they can compete with a team like Alabama, but for what I saw last week and what I'm, what all the problems they got to fix coming into this week against a, a Nick Saban-led team, I just don't see it. And that's why I've got Alabama winning 35-17. Is the is spread on this still 17 and a half? No, it's 18 right now. 18? Okay, well, I got to change my you score. You got it as because, a push. All right, well, they just, they just kicked another field goal, Mike. 1738, Alabama. I like the over. All right. Yeah, I mean, I can't really argue with that. You know, everything heading into this game, it's like you said, Alabama's a damn machine right now. Texas A&M falling apart, can barely beat Vanderbilt. I mean, that was pathetic. You go back and watch that game. I thought Ken Seals, the true freshman, he outplayed the senior Kellen Mond. I thought Jimbo was his damn quarterback guru. Looks like... Watching that game, Derek Mason was the guru. I mean, he had the guy that was playing high school football this time last year looking better than a guy that Jordan Rogers says the going to be the best quarterback in the SEC. Well, I certainly didn't see it last week. And that's something that, uh, you know, has been haunting Kellen Mond since, you know, his big game against Clemson. We've been waiting for that breakout moment. It's not happened. Alabama firing at all cylinders. Texas A&M stumbling, bumbling opting out, injuries, Jimbo, what in the hell are we paying this man for? Everything mm-hmm. points to Alabama just whipping the hell out of the Aggies. Yeah. And I think, you know, you want to talk about how focused and, you know, everything we've been hearing out of Tuscaloosa, they probably want to, you know, they probably want to put one of those 59 to 9 wins on the on the board like they have in the past to Texas A&M. And that may very well happen, Shane. But I think this is this is a game where Texas A&M, you know, you go back and watch. I just shredded them for that Vanderbilt game. But if you go back and watch it, a lot of errors, some of them simple. 
that really would have broke that game open. And this is a game for me, Jimbo Fisher, Kellen Bond, that whole program. They need to man the hell up and show that they're here to play. And, you know, this is it's got to be time to stop being afraid of Alabama. And going into Tuscaloosa is obviously going to make things incredibly difficult. You know, Mac Jones looked outstanding. But one thing I noticed from that game against Missouri, I mean, the man, I don't even think the Missouri defense breathed on him. I mean, he, they were never even close to, to touching him. So, you know, I think the key for A&M here is we've got to dial up this pressure on Mac Jones, make someone else beat you. And, you know, the good thing for Alabama is they got so many damn weapons that, you know, they probably will scheme something up to to do just that. But I think you just can't let Mac Jones sit back there and pick you apart. So I like for the Texas A&M defense to get a lot of – be very, very aggressive in this game. Mike Elko is a hell of a defensive caller. I think Texas A&M, Shane, upset pick of the spread. Alabama 35, <laughs> Texas A&M 21. So the Aggies are going to cover here. Something just tells me that no, nothing's pointing towards that, but you know, there's you got to figure all the money's on Alabama this week. So usually when that happens, that's when stuff gets crazy with that spread. So <laughs> I think Texas A&M covers in this one, and I hope they have a good showing because if they don't have a showing in this one, this may be just a disastrous year in College yeah. Station. I really do think that. And I said forty point game earlier. It was a twenty point game, but still. There was no question who was going to win it, uh, I mean, just last year. So this year, obviously, two different teams. And what I'm what I'm seeing happening, Mike, is I think they're going to have a wake-up call down there in Texas. And, and I think I, – I still think – I still think Alabama wins this thing. I mm-hmm. really do. But I think it forces Jimbo's hand to change something, whether it be a quarterback – whether it be with, I don't know, play calling or, or something, maybe getting a little bit more aggressive, just cutting it loose, having a little fun. You know, I, I see something happening during this game and lighting a fire under these young players. And next thing you see is is Texas A&M catching on fire. I really do. I really do. I just think I think it's a tall glass of water, you know, to, to, to think you could beat Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. But, you know, th- who knows? Who knows, man? Any given Saturday, I may be wrong, but I just I think Alabama, I think they open a can early. I think Texas A&M changes something, and then moving forward, I, I think that we're going to have a better program. I know it sounds crazy, but that's just a that's just a gut feeling I'm having, Mike. Well, speaking of gut feeling, that's what we're going to need for this next game. Ole Miss at Kentucky, 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on SEC Network. This is a game – very tough to get a read on either program at the moment. Kentucky favored by six. My preseason darling already let me down. What do you like in this matchup, Shane? Ole Miss, Kentucky favored. The Wildcats favored by six. I think the Wildcats get back to what the Wildcats do, and that is run the ball, manage the clock, and play great defense. I think that's the the. They just got away from it last week. They they played they played Gus Mal's on ball, and you can't do that. Mm-hmm. That's not the way this team's equipped. They they're they're equipped to run the ball. They're equipped, like I said, to to just how many times did you watch a game last year and it's like two drives in and you're like shit, did we just miss a quarter? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just I I think you got to get back to what you're good at doing, and they've got all the all the tools needed to to continue playing like they did last year. So I think they get right. But I say that to say this. I think I think Ole Miss makes this interesting. I think this is one of those games that Kentucky probably drop, jumps out to a couple, two, maybe three scores, and then Ole Miss getting a little wild with that play call, and Lane Kiffin finds a way to get back into this game. But I just don't think they got enough. Not yet. They're just not deep enough, Mike. And, and when you do, that's one advantage of Kentucky being able to run the. When you keep that defense on the field, it's it's going to it's going to be painful to watch at times. But like I said, I think Ole Miss backdoors this thing and, and gets close. Twenty-eight Kentucky, Ole Miss twenty-one. So I still like the Wildcats 
and the over here. Oh, okay. I keep shaking my head. I just got done watching that Kentucky-Auburn game. <laughs> Turnovers killed them. Decision-making killed them. Throwing the ball damn near 40 times killed them. I have no idea what in the hell they were thinking with that one. Got to get back to the ground game. You should dominate Ole Miss on both lines of scrimmage. And if you try to get into a dueling match here with Lane Kiffin, you're going to, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up losing this game. <laughs> so if they, if that's the game plan every week, throwing the ball 45, you know, times, whatever you whatever it was with Terry Wilson, you're going to lose this game. Mm-hmm. You got to flip that script. You got to run it about 60 times. You run it 60 times against Ole Miss, they are not going to be able to stop it more often than not, particularly late in this game. Get Cavassier, smoke the ball. No idea what we were doing on that one. Mm-hmm. Where are you going, Mike? Where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> I still got faith in the Wildcats. I'm, I'm thinking just, you know, those turnovers, that end of the first half just really killed them against Auburn. Mm-hmm. If you don't shoot yourself in the foot, I don't even know if this game is competitive. So I'm going Kentucky 33, Ole Miss 23. Wildcats by 10. They they win outright. They cover. Nice. Hey, Shay. Well, before we move on, let's uh, remind the listeners we're brought to you by MyBookie, the online sports book. Head on over to MyBookie.ag today. All new customers receive a 100% deposit match up to $1,000. That means if you're a new customer to MyBookie.ag and you put in the promo code that SEC, that's T-H-A-T-S-E-C, they will match your initial deposit up to $1,000. So you could potentially start with $2,000 to gamble on, Shane, immediately. And we got this college football firing up. We're going to get into some some picks here. But, man, I'm just fired up that college football is finally here. And the only thing that makes football better, in my opinion, is drinking some beer and betting all these games. So <laughs> head on over to mybookie.ag. Once again, that promo code is that SEC. Over at mybookie.ag, thousands of cross sports, wagers, props, parlays, all that. Winning season begins today only at mybookie with that promo code, that SEC. All right, Arkansas at Mississippi State, night game, 7.30 Eastern, mm-hmm. 6.30 Central on the SEC Network alternate channel. Mike Leach, the Pirate, Mississippi State favored now, huge favorites now. Thanks that they won at LSU. Mississippi State favored by 18 points. Who you like in this one? Mike, I think this is going to be an exciting ball game. What's the point? What is the uh, the total points on this one? Did You got that by any chance? The over-under is 69. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is going to be fun, man. I tell you, uh, what, one thing about Arkansas, you know – there was at times the offense looked pretty good last week, but you got to remember who they were going against. Georgia's legit. Georgia's got a fantastic defense. And one thing that you did get to see just briefly at times was just how strong Frank's arm is. I mean, the guy, the guy can be falling down backwards and still throw the ball 50 yards. And I think they get caught, man. I think they get caught like LSU playing Mississippi State ball, playing Coach Leach ball. And I think this thing becomes a little bit of a shootout toward the end. And I just think right now at this moment, Mississippi State wins. And I, th- I think it's – I'm going over on the points, man. I'm just – I was sorry, I was doing a quick math thing here. I've got Mississippi State winning 49-30. to 30. But I, 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 like I said, I think this is just going to be a fun, exciting game to watch. And, and who knows? I you mean, said a twenty-nine be, point spread is going to be a fun game. Forty-nine. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I don't think it's going to end. I don't. I think it's going to be close for a while. Oh, okay. But I, I think Arkansas, when they start falling behind, that's when they're going to cut Franks loose, and then that's when the points are just going to get crazy. So this is going to be one of those games that you're going to be sitting there and you're going to be sitting like, oh, man, we're going to definitely hit the under. 
uh, oh, yeah, there's no way they're going to cover the spread. And then all of a sudden they catch fire and there's three touchdowns scored. You know, uh, Arkansas going three and out. And then next thing you know, Mississippi State's dancing again in the end zone. That's just that, – that's how I see this game playing out. So I've got 49-30 uh, Mississippi State covering and winning. What do you got? Well, Shane, I've been going back and forth on this one. Uh-huh. I do agree with one thing you said. I think it's going to be – a very competitive game. I think it's going to be a fun game. And as much as we love Mike Leach, I'm not ready to jump on this bandwagon and say they're just going to beat the hell out of every SEC defense they face. You know, I think we we talked about it several times. A lot of that had to do with Coach, <laughs> Coach Bo <laughs> not adjusting to what they were doing. I mean, they Mike Leach kind of talked about it after the game. You know, we saw that we could take advantage of them. They never shifted from man defense for some god-awful reason. I don't know. You'd think after the first 100 yards after catch, when they got to nearly 400, they'd adjust something. They didn't adjust something at LSU. Arkansas, Barry Odom, I got a lot more respect for him as a play caller, defensive play caller, than I do Bo Pelini. And, you know, the biggest thing out of last week was just how well that Arkansas defense played, I thought, against Georgia. Now, you know, the big story, obviously, was Georgia's struggles and not having good quarterback and all this. And I don't think Felipe Franks even had that great of a game after rewatch. You know, he made some mistakes. He was kind of sloppy with his footwork. But I think a lot of that had to do with just Georgia's defense, you know, really getting to him, really hitting him. And just those ball hawks. I mean, you basically have to be on the perfect, on the money if you're going to beat Georgia. And he was able to do it for that one big throw to Traylon Burks, but that was about it. I didn't think I had the guts to do this, Shane. But I'm going to do it because I like to say crazy things. (laughs) (laughs) And I was going to tame it. I was going to say... Close, very close. Arkansas, lock of the week, but not win outright. I am prepared to go all the way with this. I think their offense is going to look a lot better now that they're not facing Georgia's defense. We're going to get a shootout here. And what we, you know, one thing we learned from week one home field advantage doesn't mean much this year. I'm going. Arkansas Razorbacks, 38, Mississippi State, 35. Upset pick right here. Oh, my gosh. Upset. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you even put a lock on that, huh? Well, it's not a lock that Mississippi State's going to lose, but I think it's a lock Arkansas covers. Okay, man. That makes sense, you know? can hear the Razorback fans now. <laughs> and the Mississippi State Bulldogs, they're going to be bringing some cowbells to your house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I pick, hey, if nothing else, Mississippi State fans listening, I picked you to get stomped by LSU. You made me look like a damn fool. Go 2-0 and this year. Do it again. I hope, I hope that happens for your sake. Maybe this is what you need. <laughs> I'll just pick against Mississippi State every every week, and they'll go undefeated. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, the next night game, LSU, speaking of the Tigers, at Vanderbilt, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on SEC Network. LSU favored by 21 points in this matchup, Shane. Who you like in this one? Do you hear that? oh man i think this is the week that lsu tigers get going i've been kind of talking about this all week i i I honestly coach o does not like these questions that he's receiving Mm -hmm. you know bo pelini does not like the coat the the questions and the pointing that he's already seeing this team coming off a national championship coming off an undefeated season, just a historic run. These guys are not used to losing, and that's what they did. And it was embarrassing, and everybody's been talking about it all week. Everybody's on the pirate bandwagon. 
But I'm telling you right now, LSU is going up. They're, they've they probably been in Nashville all week. They're so excited for this game. They can't <laughs> wait. They opened up the fans. There's going to be what, secret LSU fans in there dressed as Bandy, Vanderbilt seniors. I guarantee, <laughs> man. <laughs> I think, man, they cut loose on these guys. And I've got LSU smoking Bandy, even though I do like their new helmets. 42-13. Lock of the week. Lock it down, Mike. Well, congratulations, Vanderbilt. (laughs) LSU just got the kiss of death there, and I'm liking that pick by Shane. You know, obviously, LSU, major talent advantage. These two teams played last year. 66-38 was the final. These are two new teams, obviously. Vanderbilt, I thought, uh, you know, last week, yes, I just said Texas A&M made a lot of key mistakes, but, hell, I mean, they had a a chance to win that game on the road at Texas A&M late in the fourth quarter. Obviously couldn't get it done, but, you know, I think this Vanderbilt defense is growing up pretty quick, Shane. And we got Coach O talking about the defensive line, pro football focus. You know, I don't. I never put too much stock into what they have to say, but they rated Vanderbilt's defensive line as the nation's number one defensive line based on week one performance. What was the area? I said on this podcast, we saw it on the field on Saturday. LSU's offense, the weakness was that offensive line. So you're talking about a weakness going against a strength here. Critical, critical factor in this game. Ken Seals, we've both been talking him up. I'm surprised Shane is thinking Vanderbilt's going to get whooped in this game after we, what we just saw happen to LSU's defense. Yes, I'll go with LSU to win. I think that's an obvious selection here. But just like week one, when I said Texas A&M favored by 30 over Vanderbilt was ridiculous, 21 I think that's a bit much for me. So I'm going LSU 38, Vanderbilt 20. Vanderbilt gets the cover. You know, I didn't get a lot of picks right last year, Mike. You know? Mm -hmm. But you know the one team that usually bailed me out? (laughs) Them Tigers. All right, final game here, Shane. I'm waiting for this one. Auburn at Georgia, 7 o'clock. No, excuse me, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on ESPN. And we got ourselves a little hype video. Every time you put this thing on, you got a responsibility. We're Auburn. We're earning what we get. This is a year to earn what we get. Ain't nobody picking us to do nothing. You gotta use that. Winning is an attitude. College football is hard, it's physical, especially in this league. So the Bulldogs favored by six and a half against your Auburn Tigers. Who do you like in this matchup? Oh, Mike, you got an upset. I've got an upset. Oh, <laughs> I I went round and round here, man. I, I was. I was like, man, because I'm doing all these scores. I'm like, man, this, this is going to be a lot of close games. Just I, in my mind, I think there's going to be a lot of close ball games. I really liked 
what Georgia did toward the end of that game last week. However, it, it, it took three quarters to finally get it going. And now you're going against a team that is as deep as you are. Mm-hmm. They can they can go the distance. And I know Georgia's defense is going to keep them in any ball game. So I think it comes down to offense. Because I could I could easily say Auburn. Uh, Auburn did a lot of great things on defense. Coach Steele's the best and one of the best in the business for a reason. So I think this comes down to the offense side of the ball. And I'm worried, man. I know JT's cleared, but I don't know if he could play. And I just don't think that Stetson can can be the guy in a big marquee game. And that's exactly what this is. This is the oldest rivalry. This is uh, CBS. This No, this isn't CBS, is it? it no, ESPN. Be. Yeah, well, who cares? You know, it's at night. It's going to be freaking awesome. It's going to be in Athens. And I think Georgia loses this game Ooh. by one point. I've got Auburn, 21, Georgia, 20. Wow, one-pointer. Yeah, I think it I, I mean, it comes down to the wire. It comes down to who's got the better offense. And right now, I've got more faith in Bo Nix than I do with any quarterback down there in Georgia right now. Well, listeners, I think we've mentioned this before. It's been a long, long time, though, so you probably missed it. But when Shane and I were growing up, I believe it was Honda of Morristown. <laughs> they used to predict every Tennessee game, you know, the weekend of or, or the week leading up to it. And if Tennessee, you know, if they were playing Vanderbilt, you know, who knows what the spread was. They were probably favored by 30. You know, they'd put something ridiculous like Tennessee 60, Vanderbilt 2. <laughs> but if Tennessee was a massive, massive underdog – Honda Morristown, they never picked Tennessee to lose. Nope. They did what Shane just did. They'd say 21 to 21 point victory. <laughs> that just shows you the confidence right there. <laughs> so Shane is not feeling too confident with this pick, in my opinion, based on that score. But can I be let me can I, let me let me just can I be honest, man? Mm-hmm. I I think Georgia's got a better team. I really do. I I, I think t- top to bottom, off both sides of the ball, they got a better team. But I'm looking at this game. You know, it wasn't a pretty game against Kentucky, but they found a way to win. And and they they controlled that game, that tempo. They like, you know, I was talking about Kentucky was playing Auburn ball. You know, that was the ability that that Malzon had was to influence the way that game went. And there was a lot of bad breaks for Kentucky. I get that. But now I'm looking at the Georgia team, and it was god-awful, man. I mean, it was – I've never seen an offense look like that in, in, in Kirby's – I've never – I just it, – it blew my mind that we're – here we are, 2020, and this is where we're at. You know, I get JT's banged up, but – what if JT didn't transfer in? What would we be doing right now in Athens? That, that's I, I just I, I didn't like it. Uh, I they just had trouble getting their playmakers the ball, and I may be wrong because toward the end of the game, yes, they were firing on all cylinders, and that's why I was I had Georgia going because I was like, you know what? Once they did get moving, you couldn't stop them. This defense is great, but I just if it comes down to the wire, I just have. I have no faith in their quarterbacks right now. And that's why I'm going with Bo, because at least I know that when it is crunch time, Bo can win a game if needed. Yeah, now the biggest issue for me in this matchup, if Auburn's going to pull off the upset, the matchup of their offensive line against Georgia's defensive front, I think that's a major advantage for the Bulldogs. Can Auburn get that ground game going? I mean, they struggled against Kentucky in a lot of key situations. Now that's a uh, you know a unit for Auburn that's not worked together that long. This will only be their second game together. Mike. Starting as a unit, so that's an issue. Yeah, what, what do you got for me? I'm going to switch it back around. I'm going to go Georgia 21, 
Auburn 20. I just, you know, the more I'm thinking about it, I just, I can't. I can't do it right now. So, can I do that? Is that, sure, is that yeah. legal? We're, All right. we're not set in stone till we stop the recording here. I'm sorry, Auburn. I can't. Because when I start thinking about it, <laughs> The talent they do have. It's just golly. It's gonna be a it's gonna be fantastic. That's how much confidence I have in this game, Mike. I went back and forth, but I don't know. You know, they got the red lights down there. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be night time. So yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Georgia twenty one, Auburn twenty. Sorry guys. War damn eagle. But from what I've been hearing in Athens, it sounds like they're still giving Mathis a chance to start. I don't think he will. I think it'll be Stetson Bennett. But they're, they've been giving him looks, and that's just a cl- another clear indication to me they don't know what in the hell they're doing when yeah. it comes to this offense. Boy, oh boy, how good does Jim Chaney look right now? <laughs> Guy, they all hated. Now, oh, all of a sudden, Tessie's got the longest winning streak in the SEC. It's funny how that happens. But, you know, I keep saying – we got to go off what we've seen this year. Yes, these coaches can't even agree which team's more talented. Georgia is the more talented team. But it didn't show last week. Auburn, I don't want to say lucky that they won. So those turnovers were key. Controversial call was key. But it doesn't matter how you win. All that matters is you win. You get that momentum going. Bo Nix, they got to unleash him, got to let him run in this game. That's always been a key thing with him. When he's running, he's much more effective than when he's kept in the pocket. If he plays like he did in the second half, Seth Williams continues to develop. You know, we, we harp so much on Georgia's quarterback situation. Last In that Arkansas game, I didn't think the offensive line looked good. I didn't think the running backs looked good. Mm-hmm. The special teams and defense was so good that it won them the day. But this Saturday, Shane, is a different story. Auburn 24, Georgia 17. Two upsets I'm picking this week (laughs) in the SEC. How about that? Mm, Well, you're wrong. You're wrong. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I thought that too, Mike. I thought there's no way that Georgia can win this game. I Honestly, I thought that. There was times last week I was like, I messed up. I messed up. Georgia is not that good. Because I kept saying to myself all offseason that Georgia was going to be the team that wins the East. And you looked like a hero last weekend, man. Florida Gators look sharp. Okay? I get that. They Giving them all the credit. Georgia did not. But... I think they get it right, man. I really do. I think they get it right. I think they start. The more I'm, I'm, I'm talking myself into this, Mike. They're going to start out with <laughs> with ten year, tenth year Bailey. All right, he's going to come in there. He's going to be a, he's going to be a great general manager. He's going to, he's just going to keep everything in front of him. He's going to, he's going to. They're going to get this running game going. They're going to, they're going to find ways to get my favorite receiver the ball. Just kidding. I, George George hurt me in the past, Mike, but <laughs> say what you want. The guy is, I, I think, one of the greatest receivers, if not the greatest receiver in the country, and they have got to find ways to get him the ball. But what I see happening is them working in JT at some point during this ball game. And how many times have you seen this, Mike? A, a backup quarterback or a quarterback comes in that didn't originally start and all of a sudden he catches fire, and they can't stop him. We saw it last week with the Arkansas thing. When when Dwan came out, I mean, Bailey came in and looked, looked fantastic. So I think the same thing is going to happen when JT comes in, and I don't think he loses the job. I think he leaves this game. The more I'm talking about it, Mike, the more I'm convinced that the Georgia Bulldogs win this game. Yeah, I think I'm good. I think I'm good there. Well, the beauty of Shane's picks, he's he's picked both teams to win, so he can say he's right come Monday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just edit the other part out, Mike. Just if you don't mind. Now I just I again, I, I think the fact that it's a home, I know it's stupid. You're you're saying, okay, it's 20 percent, but it, it matters. It really does matter. 
And uh, I, I, I remember Bo getting rattled last year in that Florida game. It, you know, there's, there's times when the, when the stage got a little too big, you know, he, he got a little, I mean, he didn't play his great greatest there against Alabama. There was a lot of mistakes made in that game as well, but mm-hmm. they did come out victorious. And that was a lot more to do with the defense. If you ask me. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go, even though I like Auburn, I like their program. I think they're going to, I think they're fantastic. I still think just Georgia's too much, too talented, too deep. They, they right the wrong this week. They finally come away week two with a quarterback, which will be JT. And, uh, then they can go on to uh, compete for the East Championship. So, yep. Yeah, All right, Shane, I feel like if you keep talking, you're going to talk yourself into Auburn winning this game once again. <laughs> so, and we got a lot of reviews to get to. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get to the reviews, huh? All right, guys. Well, if you know anything about my picks anyway, I'm usually wrong. So if I picked you guys to win, I hope this is the week I'm right. But uh, if I didn't, <laughs> then there's a good chance you're right. So... <laughs> But I appreciate everybody jumping on here. Give us the the ratings and reviews. Those really do help us out. Five stars on the on the Apple products. That does go a long way. Mike, I just got my koozie in the mail, so uh, I will be uh, drinking from the new koozie come Saturday. So I'm looking forward to that. So <laughs> all right. Uh, so right now it's undefeated. So we'll we'll see if it does, then I may throw it out. But <laughs> next one, all right. First review. This one comes from Spy Point. Give my money back. Cool name. Awesome. Five star. Amazing podcast. Love the around the league. But cousin Shane needs to get back on the silver bullets. Go balls. <laughs> Love the show. Listen every day, no matter what. Well, Spy Point, I appreciate you, and you're correct, sir. I've got about about six more of these fancy beers and then that's all cores all moving forward yeah appreciate Dude. that one all right mike next one comes from philip b91 light in a dark world five star mike and shane i apologize for the delay in rating the show and you both five stars you both provide optimism laughs and hope in the oh feel tumultuous is that yeah tumultuous <laughs> 2020 never change we all love you. Well, Phil, and you big words, I love you too. Yeah, thanks, Phil. <laughs> Next one comes from Gator Dobbs. Great pod. Five star. Love this podcast. I love I look forward to hearing what you guys are going on or what you're doing. Jeez. I look forward to hearing what you What's going on around the league? Even the little words are getting me now, Mike. The guys are always putting out new content. Go Gators. Well, Gator Dobbs, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Dobbs. Next one comes from Scooter Booms. <laughs> cool name. <laughs> a, a lost soul who found his home. Five star. For a long time, I didn't have college football team. Living in Ohio, I absolutely hated Ohio State. Uh, me too. And going to a college with an unimpressive football team stunk. I recently decided to go back and get a graduate degree from Auburn and finally found my team. Well, now I needed a podcast to get up to speed in the SEC. That SEC podcast not only gives me the best news around the league, it makes me laugh, makes me think, and makes me feel like I'm finally part of the SEC family. I went from no teams to... 213. Sorry, Bama, you didn't make the cut. <laughs> Can't wait for this year and all the inside. Oh, and one more thing. War Eagle. Well, Scooter Booms, I'm sorry I couldn't pick you this week, but I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate appreciate you, Booms. Close. True Valor. Love the podcast. Five star. Florida fan for first. Florida fan first. Overall SEC fan close second. Podcast delivers. Glad I found the podcast. Keep it up. Looking forward to the season and the podcast coverage. Well, True Valor, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, Valor. Next one comes from SEC Broncos and Rockies fans. Five star. Five star. This podcast has become part of my morning routine at work. These guys keep up to date with what's going on around the SEC, and they have fun doing it, which makes it the mornings go by a whole lot smoother. A lot smoother than reading that review there. Spurs up, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Gamecocks. Well, SC Broncos and Rockies fan, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you. Hope you're not too mad at Shane. <laughs> Next one comes from JJ 
Oh, man, that's a big one. Woo pick, son. Five star. Love this podcast. I listen to it every week and love how they cover all the teams. Keep me up to speed on everything going around the SEC and the league. I'm pumped for the all-SEC season and ready to watch Coach Pittman put in some work. Well, J.J., you're excited because Mike's picked an upset for you. Yeah, I appreciate you, J.J. <laughs> this one comes from Fat Filmer. <laughs> love. Long, li- long live SEC. Five star. I stumbled across. Jeez, uh, Mike, I've been drinking too much. I stumbled upon this podcast about three weeks ago. I like y'all uh, the best of the SEC podcast because y'all focus on 90% of the SEC and are five days a week. No one else can say that. Keep it up. Go Vols. Let's make Columbia's decision easier to drop Muschamp. Y'all got some koozies for a ball? Well, Fat Filmer, we do and appreciate you. <laughs> appreciate you, Filmer. Next one comes from You Are Podcaster, listening in Fort Collins. Five star. I am a dislocated Southerner living in the Fort Collins, Colorado area. I listen to Stay Connected and love hearing your beer-related shout-out today. It's fun to think that you're enjoying a beer from here while I'm enjoying audio gold from your neck of the woods. Home feels a little closer today. Well, you are a podcaster. I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate that one. And your beer. Next one comes from B Smap, five star. These guys are hilarious and very knowledgeable. He's talking about you, Mike. I love how they get give balanced coverage and opinions of the entire, despite being a, an entire league, despite being Tennessee homers, five stars. Beast Matt, I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you, B. Old school cock. <laughs> cool name. My five, my, geez, why do I keep saying that? My favorite podcast, five star. This will be my third season listening to Mike and Cousin Shane talking about the only conference that matters. Aside from the fun and hearing Shane crack open a cold one, the best part of this is that the fellows cover all 14 teams and not just the top few. I feel like they are part of my family at this point. Thanks for all the great times, Mike and Cousin Shane, and go Gamecocks. Old school cock, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, cock. Following him on Twitter for a long time. Next one comes from Best Wing Eater, five star for five star hearts. Mike and Shane, five stars. I, jeez, I think I said five You'll get like there. a million times. All right, calm down, Shane. Five stars. I've been listening all off season and love each show. Great commentary, and just like Cousin Shane, I'm a UT fan for life. So I love the UT love on the show. I appreciate all the great information from around the league. Look forward to all the shows all season go balls well best wing anger eater <laughs> apparently you've never seen me eat wings man <laughs> yeah thanks for that uh, one appreciate you. next one comes from buckles 91 go balls five star boys love listening to your show love the research and the time you put in to assure accurate information definitely makes the pre-football season more enjo- enjoyable keep it up fellas Go Vols. Well, Buckles91, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, Buck. Man, there are a lot here, Mike. I appreciate all the reviews. I appreciate them all, man. This one comes from Robert Blackwell4, best SEC podcast. Love this podcast. Great way to get through the workday. Mike has a vast knowledge of the SEC, and you could tell he works hard and knows his stuff. Cousin Shane is the man, though. Bringing all the laughs, these two together have their on the... These two together should have their own show. Hey, I appreciate that. That'd be cool. Unbiased, except for the big orange ball, but we won't hold that against him. Keep up the good work. Go Cox. Beat Tennessee. So glad I don't have to hear Rocky Top 15 times this year. Well, Robert, I should have read this last week, but I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, appreciate you, Robert. Next one comes from Ty Gator from Tampa. This show just gets better and better. This show is informative, like a lot of other pods in the, that cover the SEC, but more entertaining than most. I have to give it to Mike and Shane. I've got to give them credit. Even though they are upfront about being Tennessee homers, God help them, they do an amazing job of being objective about the rest of the SEC teams and even convince me that they pull for them. 
It just means more, and these guys prove it. Now, if we could just convert one of them to becoming a Gator. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ty Gator, it's going to be a while, buddy, but maybe Mike. He did pick you to win. So Yeah, I was picking I up before you. it was cool. That's so thanks, Tiger. Ty Gator, sorry. That's cool. No, he was. Yeah, even Bruno likes it. Next one, Bruno, <laughs> calm down. I know. I was joking. I'm not going to be a Gator fan. This one comes from Razorback, new, my new favorite podcast, Five Star. I love this podcast. That SEC podcast does a great job of touching on everything SEC while keeping it entertaining. As a Razorback fan, I'm loving the content. Well, Razorback, Dan, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, Dan. Next one comes from Bossig. Hey, my wife left a review. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Great stuff. Five star. Best SEC podcast on Apple Pod. Huge Gamecock fan and love that both these guys are very objective while also being fans of their own team. Cousin Shane cracks me up. Well, Bossy, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, Bossy. <laughs> Next one comes from Chase UF. Go Gators. Five star. Love the podcast. Great content. Short, simple, sweet. Chase, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, Chase. Next one comes from Zaytobe. Best SEC podcast around. No, seriously, I've been listening to this podcast for about two years now and still tune in for the best information on all SEC teams. I've managed to convince my friends that I'm the expert during the games. Mike and Shane even added some nice beer recommendations lately. What more can you ask for? Keep up the good work, guys, and go Vols. Well, Zay Toby, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate it, even though it took you two years to leave a review. <laughs> but we do appreciate right. it. I love it, man. You know, let it marinate. They're waiting for the good koozies. I don't blame them. <laughs> you know, there's some holding out for the T-shirts that we don't have. <laughs> Next comes from Billy Goat Jr., one, two, three, four. Unique content. Five star. If you are looking for unbiased SEC football material, this is the podcast to listen to. Mike puts in a ton of work, and Cousin Shane's gets to join. <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy some beer. This is exactly what I needed to get me through uh, seemingly endless offseason. Keep up the good work, fellas. Go Vols. Well, Billy Goat Jr., I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, Billy. And acknowledging that Mike does all the work. Trey Ch Children. Children, you guys are great. No, you're great. Five star. I've been lurking for quite some time now. Never left a review. Figured since y'all getting them new Georgia koozies might be about time. If you want to listen to a great sports broadcast, this is it. These guys are funny and definitely someone I'd crack a beer with. Great pod. Keep it up. Well, Trey, Children, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate that one, Trey. Those uh, Georgia koozies should be, they're supposed to be in next week. Next week, awesome. Next one comes from D Ham, two thousand one, five star. Started listening on this recommendation of J C Sherbert, and it's been very entertaining and informative. Keep up the great work, go Cox. Well, D Ham, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, D Ham, and thanks J C for the shout out. Absolutely. Next one comes from Balls for Life and a whole bunch of numbers. Best podcast ever. Five star. I listen to you guys every day. You guys rock. I love this podcast and will tell all my friends about it. Well, Vols for Life, I hope you have a ton of friends. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, appreciate you, Vols. I'd be your friend. I like your name. Kayla Vol. Great podcast. Go Vols. Five star. Really great podcast. And it's so hard to find a well done podcast that covers every team like this. Go Vols. Well, Kayla Vol, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate that one, Kayla. Thank you. Next one comes from Al. A whole bunch of numbers. Great show. Five star. Love the show. Didn't know two cousins could do such a great podcast here in Alabama. Cousins are only good for marrying. <laughs> Go dogs. Oh, Al. Bunch of numbers. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, appreciate you, Al. Got me off guard. This one comes from Harp77. Something different. Glad to finally have something different and hear about everyone in the conference and get some laughs as well. Well, Harp 77, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate that one. This one comes from Big Dog in New England. Y'all working overtime. Five star, the very best. But I almost died when Cousin Shane made Georgia over <laughs> Arkansas. His lock of the week. Man, oh man, like the kiss of death. 
And then there's SEC Mike still thinking Florida will win the East. Makes him look like a big Gators homer. And then Cuz is a Vols homer. Go dogs. Well, big dog in New England, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, big dog, even though, I don't know, I'm feeling pretty good about that pick. Dude, I had that lock last week, and I know there was a lot of people sweating that Arkansas game there for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Next one uh, comes from Motocross 513. Awesome podcast. Five star. Other than being a Vol fan, I love this show. This show. That's not even a word, Mike. And I'm just, I love this show. Well, Motocross 513. Oh, and he said, go Gators. I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Moto. I butchered that one. That's the shortest one we had, and I messed it up. Miz, okay, second that. Miz, oh, man, there's a lot. (laughs) Awesome. uh, Let me do it. It's M-I-Z-D-B-T. I appreciate you. Awesome. Five-star. Awesome show, guys. Well, Miz, I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate that one. The shorter they are, the the worse I do. All right, Jeremy, B-70, tremendous SEC podcast. Five-star. Great SEC football insight presented in the best way. Listening to Mike and Shane is a daily ritual for me. It's fun without wasting time. It dives in deep, but stays lighthearted. Keep up the good work and go Big Orange. Well, Jeremy, I appreciate you. Yeah, that was a good one. Thanks, Jeremy. This one comes from Gibson TD. Great show. Five-star, very entertaining and informative podcast. Love it on my commute to work. Well, Gibson TD, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Gibbs. Next one comes from Charleston Gamecock. Awesome podcast, five-star. Mike and Shane, this is a great podcast and delivers the best content across the SEC. As a Gamecock fan, the last couple years have been rough, but you guys still make me laugh about every episode. With South Carolina's game this week against Florida, my only request is that Shane is to take Florida (laughs) as the lock of the week as to make our only chance for a W. Well, Charleston Gamecock, I appreciate you, and I did pick you guys to cover the spread. There is that. There you go. Thanks, Charleston. I don't think he wants that, though. I don't think he wants me to pick Florida. He wants Florida. you to lock it down. Jeez. Oh, man. I, I'm going broke already, and the season hasn't started, guys. <laughs> i got to get some of these locks right. Next one comes from J-Props12, Texas A&M versus Bama, five-star. What's up, Mike and Shane, once again? With the addition of last week's game against Vandy, which all of us fans, Vandy, which all of us fans crazy, do you guys believe? Let me just one second, Mark. I gotta get a, I gotta get a little drink here. We're close. I know, I know, but I'm about to. Mm. <laughs> the walk mm. didn't kill him, but the reading reviews of just might. That's right. <laughs> oh, that beer's good. All right, all right. Where are we at? <laughs> J-Pops. I like that name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane Pops. That's what I should be when I have uh, grandkids, you know. I think it's a good one. <laughs> What's up, Mike and Shane, once again? With the addition of last week's game against Vandy, which had all of us crazy, do you guys believe that may have been a decoy playbook for the offense that we will really see coming up this week? Also, with our talented wide receiver unit that's pretty much young, do you think the that Demos and uh, Devin, which is true, which is the freshman running back that was also highly recruited guy, may have just been held back for for Bama? That's an interesting thought. Bama will have no film study of either guy to actually tell what their strengths and weaknesses are. Hashtag the homemade podcast of sports. Hashtag Giggle Aggies. Well, he's not going to like this show, Mike, because I don't think it matters. I really don't. I, I, now, I think it matters next week. I think it matters moving forward because I, I don't think A&M was hiding anything. I think they mm-hmm. had a vanilla playbook, but there toward the end, they had it wide open, and it was not pretty. So I think that changes need to be made, and I do think some of these young players – need to get acclimated in offense sooner than later. So to answer your question, I don't know what you think, Mike, but I, I think uh, uh, I think next week's the week, man. I just I, – I don't this week. I don't think that they're holding anything back right now. Yeah, you don't uh, hold guys back when you're about to lose to Vanderbilt. You throw them out there. You know, if, if, exactly. you, if they're ready to play, they, they're just not ready to play. 
Yeah, and if you were gonna if you were gonna knock the dust off, you would think it would be against a game like Vanderbilt. So I don't know. Uh, we I, we'll just have to see on that one. Uh, but I do appreciate the reviews, brother. Uh, Jay Pops, it's a killer name. Next one comes from Jay Stelt. Funny podcast, five star, very entertaining, and a great way to start your morning. Well, Jack, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, Jack. And last but not least, Mike from Rybuck10. Cool name, Silver Bullet for the win. <laughs> I, li- <laughs> I listen to this podcast more than I listen to music these days. Not sure how to take that, but <laughs> it is what it is. At the top of my face is this podcast right here. I, I live and breathe SEC football, and this is my go-to for everything I need to know. I appreciate Mike and his hard work and his analyzing the game and providing great content. Cousin Shane input is refreshing, just like the silver bullet he drinks and keeps you laughing the whole time. Literally, I do lawn care and people catch me laughing at myself all the time. They probably just think, what's wrong with him? But I'm just getting my dose of Mike and Cousin Shane. Subscribe, people. You won't regret it. Go dogs. Well, Rob Buck, I really appreciate you. I appreciate all the listeners. Uh, even the ones that can't, I, I'll tell you, Mike, there's a lot of listeners that can't leave iPhone reviews. I get it. You know, not everybody has an Apple product, but, um, I, I just, I don't know. We do it for you guys. That's why we do this. We, we love college football. It's, it's, it's that time of the year, man. I just, I'm so excited, man. It's going to be a fantastic weekend, Mike. Absolutely. Yeah. We don't uh, hold it against anybody. If you can't leave that review. Uh, but uh, it just it, that's how we grow the show. That's why we ask you to do it. That's why we give uh, anybody that's willing to do it a five-star koozie on their way, free of charge. But that's going to do it, Shane. We went a little bit long here thanks to these reviews, but uh, we really do appreciate each, each and every one of those. That's why we like to give those people a shout-out for, for going that extra step. If you want to hear your name on the show, that you know what you got to do. Uh, mm-hmm. But, hey, I'm looking forward to this weekend. We got some great games here. I'm predicting uh, several games are going to go down to the wire, so I can't wait for it. But uh, that's going to do it, Shane. Thanks for joining me as always. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls.